When you think of strength training, what comes to mind? Maybe it's the image of someone with the perfect body flexing their biceps for all to see. Maybe it's the sound of an intense gym where weights clang and grunts echo. If you've ever felt overwhelmed with strength training or not sure where to start, let Revelation Wellness be your personal trainer. I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, and I'm inviting you to join us for Get Strong, a progressive strength training program for your body and soul. This program will transform the way you approach strength training because it's anchored in God's truth. And here's the best part. Getting strong is accessible to everyone. No fancy gym or equipment required. Embrace the heavy weight and push back the confusion and fear of strength training as you get strong. Every day for four weeks, you'll receive a daily devotional and our Foundations of Strength lessons. These teachings bring practical, myth-busting insight to building strength and fight the lies of toxic fitness and diet culture and bonus materials that examine proper form, alignment, and how to progress in your unique goals. And on rest days, use the Be Still and Be Loved meditations to refresh your body and mind. This is the foundation of strength in body and soul, loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, mind, and strength. That's right, Revelation Wellness. We're inviting you to get strong with us. Signups are open right now the program launches October 2nd. Just swipe up on the show notes to sign up today. This Revving the Word with Elisa is called Just Walk. And maybe that is not just the topic of conversation, but maybe that's an invitation for you to move your body as you listen along. We want to say thanks to our donors for making this podcast happen. You're reaching people all over the world. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you love to listen to it and leave us a message on SpeakPipe by swiping up on the show notes and let us know what you thought about this episode. We would love to hear from you. Without further ado, here's Elisa with today's Revving the Word. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath, inhale through your nose if possible, then exhale out your mouth. Drop your shoulders out of your ears. And friend, today, let's just go for a walk. Walk, recovery. If you're needing more than that today, there are lots of other revving the words to choose from. But if you would just consider pulling back, Slowing down, that's what I'm asking for. Slowing down. Walking. Man, there's one thing I hope you can do for the longest amount of time in your life. I hope you can walk. I hope you can walk. And if you are so blessed to have two legs that get you from point A to point B, give him praise. Right now, friend, it's all grace. You didn't earn it. You were given. And for my friends who, maybe you're listening and your legs aren't working today, listen to me. Your body is still good. Whatever you can move, move it today 
as if you're moving through water. Resistance, it's slowing you down, but it also allows you to stretch. Hi friends, I'm Melissa Keaton. And welcome to another episode of Revving the Word. And as I stated, we're gonna pull back a little bit today. Now listen to me, friend. <laughs> I need you to not get distracted by my breathlessness. Because I'm, I don't even have any resistance on the machine that I'm using. I'm just moving. And I'm talking. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave some space today where I'm not talking, where you just move, do some neurogenesis, which means create some new brain cells and talk with the Holy Spirit. All right, so let's, let's agree that we're not gonna strive in this. Whatever you're doing, break up with that. We don't, we don't wanna do that in any of our Revving the Word episodes. But we, we love a good hot and spicy one. We got lots of those. But today we're gonna move at the pace of love. 3.0, 2.0 miles per hour. You've heard me quote the Christian theologian who wrote the book 3.0, Mile Per Hour God. It's the pace that Jesus walked in his ministry. So let's just go for a walk and talk with the Lord. As you're moving, I want you to exaggerate a little bit of that movement of the extension of the leg. So feel your hips kind of open. Friends, here's what's the problem we have. We get kind of bound up by rules. Now listen, I'm, I'm here for alignment and safety, 100%, but we get so afraid of our own body because we don't want to get hurt. It's actually moving in fear and not love. So have fun, friend, have fun. Explore your body right now as you walk. Maybe you notice the stretch of the opening of your hip flexor when you strike the heel on the ground and push yourself forward as the heel comes back behind you. It propels you. Maybe you feel the pump or the sway of your arms. Maybe you shake your arms a bit. Come on, friend. Get out of the box. Walk. If you are new to us at Revelation Wellness, welcome. You got the gist of it. Just go for a walk today. No set intensity of heart rate, just intention to get our heart rate up a little bit, elevated, so that we can move the blood, oxygen. And that's where good chemicals start to kick up in our bodies. God made it that way. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you. We love you. And we confess we have a hard time feeling loved and living out love. So come now, Father, God, have your way. 
win the reward of Jesus' suffering in our lives. Our lives for His, His life for us. We honor you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Everything about our time together is gonna be pretty gentle, endurance, steady. Let me read to you today. Our teaching text that we're gonna work on comes out of John, verse chapter one, verse 35 to 38. It says this. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come, and you will see. This is the word of the Lord. I feel it in my bones, you're about to move. I feel it in the wind, you're about to ride in. You said that you were poor. Friends, I'm going to read it again. And I want you to think in pictures. Pull out the flannel board of your mind. <laughs> yeah. See it playing out. You can put yourself in the story. Maybe you're one of the disciples or maybe you're just standing by and observing this. Whatever it is, get in it. <laughs> get in the story. You're not the point of the story. God is. But he welcomes you into it. You are a part of it. Now, let me give you context. Jesus had just been baptized. Oh, maybe right there that's speaking to someone here. You know it's time to get in the water. It's a public confession of who you believe in and where your power comes from. And it's always crazy to me to think that Jesus, God in the flesh, got baptized. He didn't need it for his sake. He did it for ours. Everything about Jesus was to model to us the life he wants us to live. So for some of you, maybe you're, you feel called to ministry. You feel called to a life change. You just need life a new way. You're tired of trying to do new things and get the same old results. I'm not saying the magic is in the baptism. It's in being the beloved. That's where everything changes. Your identity of I am not a son or a daughter of this world. I am a son or daughter of God. My life is his life. <laughs> so all baptism is is a public profession of love. It's a marriage. 
Yeah. So Jesus just got baptized and a spirit descends on him and remained on him. That's a very important word. Didn't fly, it didn't just touch him and fly away. It came down, remained on him. And other accounts of the Gospels say that a voice was heard from heaven that said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus's ministry on earth, his effectiveness to do what he was going to do started in identity, who he is. All right, that was your context. So this is the day after. This is it. It's, it's game time for Jesus. It's full-time ministry now for Jesus. Get in the story. The next day, again, John, John the baptizer, was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come, and you will see. Just checking in on you right now. You didn't partner with a spirit of striving, did you? This has to feel good. This gives you mental space and capacity to just notice your breath, stay coherent and congruent. So this, so beautiful. Just keep walking, keep strong, chest up. Head up a bit, friend, lift your head a bit. Gaze off into the horizon, drop your shoulders. Peace, receive peace and strength. God is with you. I just love this story and how, you know, John had his own thing going on. By the way, in these times, and actually it's still happening today, it was normal for people to follow other teachers and what they would call their gospel. The word gospel is not exclusive to faith or Christianity. It's any philosophy of thought. So there was a lot of gospels out there. And John was preaching one very different. He was preparing the way. My gospel is this, Jesus is coming. Get yourself ready. <laughs> I love that gospel. That's what John was preaching baptizing people day by day, washing them, preparing them. He was preparing the bride, making her ready. Jesus is coming. 
And then he comes. He comes to John to be baptized himself. Oh, what humility. This is our God. His cousin. His cousin knows that he's the one. And it's time now to go public. And he gets baptized by John. He submits himself to a, this construct of the world. Listen, you're all going to need to baptize. You don't need it, but it's a good practice in this world. So Jesus gets baptized. And then the very next day, John is standing with his people. This is like his Instagram following. He's teaching, he's preparing, he's doing the same thing he was been doing. And then Jesus walks by the next day. And John has no problem saying, look, look over there. That's it. That's the one. This is the lamb. John's ready to pull back and say, God, go. Jesus, go. You're the way, you're the truth, you're the life. And two disciples, two of John's disciples, and John didn't have just two disciples, but only two disciples heard him say this. Ooh, that should preach to someone. Are you listening? Are you looking? This is why Jesus says to the two who turned away from John to follow Jesus, Jesus turns to them, says, what are you seeking? Friend, I'm going to just ask you that question. You have heard him. You are longing for him. You are looking for him. And I hear today, I'm just going to play proxy of John the Baptist and say, look over there. Stop looking at your phone. Stop looking at me. Don't look at anything else. He is saying, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? What are you seeking? That word seek means to look for something in order to find it. You're looking to find. You're not just looking to waste time. You're not just looking to look cool like everyone else. No, you want to find this thing. Man, and I'll tell you, said it before, I'll say it again. Whatever you look for, you will find. <laughs> and you are designed to be found by God that's why when everything else in this world fails you doesn't fulfill you it's a grace because God is saying come to me what you are looking for is found in me and when you look to find God, you will find Him. 
It also means to crave or demand something from someone. Jesus is saying, go ahead, crave me and demand it from me. Now hear me, come on. This is where our hearts get scared. Uh Uh-uh. God says, bother me. Come again. Come again. Seek me. And listen, friends, it's not an easy thing. (laughs) The voices of this world outnumber the one true voice. But you you also know what they are? They're weak in comparison. They're fruitless. They're chasing after the wind. What are you craving? What are you demanding from someone else? And you're not getting it. Oh man, Jesus has been talking to me here. When my heart feels dashed, this, these three things keep coming up. I'm just gonna repeat them over and over. What are you seeking? Elisa, what are you seeking? And the right response. That's what I love about the disciples. They gave the right response. They didn't say, we're seeking someone to deal with those ruthless Romans, or we want vengeance, or we want peace. But instead they asked, Where are you staying? Which is to say, where are you living? Where can I find you? What a great answer, do you see that? What are you seeking, Jesus says. And they say, where are you? Where can I find you? Where are you staying? And then Jesus says, come and you will see. Work it out with the Lord. What are you seeking? Ask, let him ask you. And then may your response be, where are you staying? Walk with your head tall. Come on, (laughs) lift the corners of your mouth. What you are looking for, he wants you to find. Oh, I can't remember that scripture right now, but it's coming into my awareness. That is the glory of God to hide things and the joy of people to find it. He hides things on purpose so that we will seek. You know what seeking does? Resets your cravings. (laughs) Because what you look for you will find if you've had a rough day and you're looking for comfort, you can find it in the pantry. You can find it in a box. You can find it in a bottle. What are you seeking? 
And the right response of our heart is, where are you, Jesus? I'm seeking you because where you are, <laughs> there is no chaos. There is no darkness. There's only peace, friend. Come on. Man, the enemy keeps us busy looking everywhere and anywhere else but to God. I want you to just take a minute with me. Stop. Stop. And I mean it. Stop, stop. Stand still. Open your palms. Open your heart. Lift your head. Breathe. What are you seeking? Breathe through the nose deeply. Inhale, exhale, drop the shoulders. Say the question, where are you staying, God? Where are you standing on this issue? Where are you in this trial? Where are you? Go ahead and start moving again. They asked the right question. Jesus asked the big question. It is. Everything starts from desire, friend. Everything. It keeps you alive. I just wrote a book about it. In the Body Revelation, stage one of metabolizing your pain. What are you desiring? Desire. I want my husband to love me better. I want better friends. I want more financial security. I want, and listen, I love our God. He does not despise those wants. He doesn't shame you for that. He's right there saying, come to me, come here and let me show you, you will see that I'm more than more than enough. Come and you will see. Walk firmly, breathe in. Come on, with every step you take right now, friend, I want you to see yourself walking into the heart of God. Can you just lift your head for a minute and see the heavens? Look how big the world is. <laughs> We're so small. We should feel just insignificant. Yet God holds it all together in Him. Get in Him. Whatever you are seeking, decide in your heart to figure out where He is, where He lives. Find Him. Where are you staying, God?
Jesus asked the million dollar question, what are you seeking? Friend, can I just give you a little health tip, a little wellness tip right now? When you are troubled and you can't hold peace in your body, may you hear the voice of Jesus, the voice of the Spirit say to you, what are you seeking? And just breathe. Just be okay with a question and be honest with your answer. I'm seeking payback. I'm seeking safety. I'm seeking whatever, just say it. You can't heal from it if you don't name it. What are you seeking? It's such a beautiful question from a beautiful God. These are the call of his first disciples. This is the first and most place. If you're gonna follow me, what are you seeking? Friends, I'm not here to create believers in Jesus, although that is nice. I hope you will believe in him. But more than anything, follow. Follow him. Following requires feet. And when you follow him with your feet, sometimes, often, you will walk right into fires because you are fire retardant. (laughs) You can't burn fire with fire. You are the glory of the Lord revealed on the earth. Jesus is now walking around like a flame of fire. He's been baptized. (laughs) And he knows I'm gonna start drawing the world to myself. And as they come, I'm gonna have to keep the herd thinned out with this question. What are you seeking? May your question be to his question, where are you staying? The word staying is the Greek word meno. It's the same word used in John 15 when Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Remain in me, remain, abide, meno. Stay with me. Here's the problem, friends. We try to do what we want and get what we want and be with God. When what we need is just to be with God. If you are having a hard time staying with God, holding his peace, hosting heaven in your body home, may I ask you, Where are you staying? Where are you remaining? Did you wander away? It's okay, come back. Slowing down. This is why we're walking slow today. If you're running, you will run right past the Holy Spirit. Remember, think about yourself with a dove on your shoulder. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. A bird on your shoulder. You can run, but only if the bird says so. Most of the time, the pace of grace is opposite of this world. Slow. That's why we went for a walk today. 
slow down. Practice slow in your life. What is your practice of slow? Because if you don't slow, you won't be with him. That's the second thing. What's your practice of being with him? Don't just study him if that's all you try to do. If you don't even read your Bible, maybe start reading the Bible to be with him, not to try and understand him and not to even try and fix yourself. What you look for in the scriptures, you will find. Set a practice of staying. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this time. Thank you for a beautiful time of walking and being with you and dealing with our hearts. Have your way with this message. Continue to work it out in us as we work out our salvation to be followers of feet who aren't afraid of fire. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friend, thank you. I want to take a moment to thank you our monthly partners, people that have, in this last month, we've just been asking for people to partner. And have, I've asked you to pray about it. If these are part of your rhythms, of your weekly care for your mind and your body and your soul, consider being a partner with us. How much would it cost for you to drop into a local class? And I'm not even asking for that every time you come, but maybe one time a month. I'm telling you, obedience produces blessing. God's on a slot machine, but he wants your heart free. So I leave that with you, and I trust him with what you are seeking when you find him. Swipe up on the show notes for more of anything and everything about this show, and also become a partner. We love you. Have a great day. Peace.